0: another episode of the climbing henge podcast. Now I often have conversations with with clients and people and one of the things that they ask is how do I how do I muster the energy to keep moving and climbing the mountain? How do I keep how do I keep my focus? How do I keep hope alive when things eh, might be dark and dreary and your partner you're trying to reunite with is cold and distant or angry and nasty, it's difficult to see uh, the end of the tunnel and, and the light. And so a lot of people ask that question, what have other people done um, to, to get that wherewithal, that perseverance to keep going? And when we, when we say keep going, what we're talking about is to reunite with a loved one, to deepen a relationship, Um, With a loved one, your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, whoever it may be. And ultimately, what we're doing is in order to do that, you have to climb the mountain. Climb the mountain is simply a metaphor for you to become a better person, a superior person, man or woman, in a number of specific um, areas or attributes, which we'll talk about later on this podcast. And it's hard. Because it's when you're climbing the mountain, it's rain and sleet and snow and freezing. <laughs> when you're camping outside, it's freezing. And it's torrential snowfalls and avalanches, low oxygen. It's not fun, I mean, for most people. Um, it's challenging. It's hard. It, it makes you question yourself. It makes you ask the questions, Do I have what's in me? to keep going on. And one thing about all the people that have been successful doing this, I've had, I've had coach people that have taken two, three years <laughs> to reunite with a partner, four years even, longer than that, to reunite with a partner. And what, what, one of the qualities within those people is they, regardless of how hard it is or the setbacks that they have, they are able to muster the will, the courage to keep going. And ultimately, what I always tell people is that if you can persevere long enough and behave in in the right proper ways, which are, of course, free and loving and secure, high value and cunning and clever, you can pave the road and and reunite and have a beautiful relationship. But it's difficult. ultimately what you have to do is become that superior man or woman and you have to be able to share your positive gifts and your gifts of love and radiance even when that other person that you may want to want to feel your love is blowing wind to diminish your candle to diminish to, to blow out your torch because ultimately if your partner sees that you're positivity and sharing your gifts can be blown out by their distance or their cold or their anger or their punishment of you they ultimately know that you will not you're not strong enough to to do the climb for them that's what they know so ultimately this is a battle against yourself anybody that Chooses to climb the mountain. Mountain is a metaphor for yourself. It's mastering yourself to have discipline, control, to control your anger, your reactions, to control what you need to control, to practice the forms of the masculine and feminine that are that are harnessed in the right balance at the right time. It takes control, takes energy, takes discipline. So if we want to have this this singular purpose a good way to think about it um, if anybody has seen the movie of Man of Steel and of course it has Superman and it has an antagonist General Zod and if you saw Man of Steel uh, which is a great movie I highly recommend it I love it um, it, for a lot of reasons it's good it's it's a well-done movie I have watched a number of times recently I like the character development I like Zod and I like Superman of course one of the things about General Zod that I identify with despite his shortcomings is that he has a singular purpose and if you've seen the movie you know his singular purpose is protect Krypton and everything that General Zod has ever done his training his education his biological engineering is all geared to do one thing support his mission, his purpose in life, his singular purpose, which is to protect Krypton. It's simple, unique and pure, isn't it? That's one thing I like about it and I like his his, his relentless <laughs> focus and driven passion towards that mission nothing will get in its way and if you've seen the movie you certainly know that nothing will get in his way of his purpose and mission, um, it right or wrong. So what we want to do here is learn from General Zod's singular purpose and mission of how we can harness that for ourselves. What we're going to do first of all we're just going to talk about what is purpose and we're going to use some of the lessons that David Data teaches his, his students exercises and how to think about purpose. We're going we're to talk about what my purpose is, what my mission in life is and how I think about it in a very simple you, simple manner, just like Zod. And then we're just going to build a little model um, that you can use to start from with your mission and purpose that can grow. Mission and purpose doesn't stay static, it grows and changes based upon life events and whatnot. All right, so let's get into it. What does David Day to talk about when he talks about purpose? A couple of things. Number one, he says, you are your purpose. You live it. Um, Your purpose is you. When you think about General Zod, (laughs) he's living his purpose. There's no doubt about it. If you haven't seen the movie, see it. Um, There's no doubt in anybody's mind that Zod is living his purpose. He's relentless in pursuit of it, overcoming all odds. And that's a great lesson because, again, guys who have overcome the odds and have been... Successful and long endeavors to reunite with a loved one, ex, ex-wife. ex People who we've worked with who have reunited with their ex-wives before they're divorced. They're back together. Those people had a great focus on their purpose to do that. Pushed aside, pushed aside all of the distractions to do it. That's one of the things you have to do. You have to be able to focus on what's important and weed out the distractions. Distractions are things like, is she dating somebody else? I could care less. It's not that I don't care, it's like I focus on what's within my control. My my area of control, my Lexus of con- locus of control is I focus on becoming a superior person, a superior man. Free and loving, secure, high value, cunning, and if I can Harness those things and become the most powerful, free and loving man I can be. But that, I've, I've done all I can. And it's powerful. I'm not worried about anybody else. Forget that. So distractions you must put out of your mind. One thing about distractions is distractions can detract from you understanding what your purpose and mission is. So one exercise David Data has students do is have them sit down in a circle. And they just sit and try to free themselves of of all critical thinking, kind of a meditative state, and just get centered and balanced. Ultimately, you're going to come to a point where you have to go to the bathroom, right? In that moment, when you have to go to the bathroom, as David would say, is your singular purpose is to go to the bathroom. Now, how do you feel when you really have to go to the bathroom? You're on a mission, aren't you you're gonna find a bathroom one way or another whether it's bushes or whatever and you're gonna go that's what we want your purpose in life to be i'm going to do this i'm gonna be driven towards it regardless i'm gonna find a way just like general zod by the way so you sit in a circle you get rid of the noise and the distractions and all the changes which are the forms of the feminine You don't do things like, well, I'm going to go to Bali and play and try to decide what my mission and purpose is. That's the forms of the feminine, seeking attention. What you do do is you sit upright and you say, I don't know what my purpose is, but I'm going to be fully self-aware in myself, sitting upright, I'm going to get the forms and the distractions out until I really understand what it is that, that I am, my purpose and mission. So that's an exercise anybody can do. Now, to the second part here is if you say to me, you know, I've had people ask me this before, what is your purpose? What is your mission? To me, it's real simple. I call it the union of the two, the two becoming the one. The union of the two is simply two people coming together in a beautiful, deep, trusting, emotionally safe, symbiotic relationship. And it's a union of the two. They have a great trust in each other. They can become vulnerable to each other. They're accepting of each other, no matter what. And through that acceptance and fictional love Develops the merging of the two. And if it's a, I'm working with somebody to reunite with a loved one and for their partner, wife, husband, ex wife, whoever it may be, ultimately that's what we're seeking is a union of the two. And we're teaching and coaching the skills so that two people can evolve to that. Now, I also coach uh, chiefs of staff. And in that, what we're working to do is, is also create a deeply symbiotic relationship between two people, the chief of staff and their partner. It could be the chief of staff and their CEO. Many times that's who we're coaching. And as a chief of staff, ultimately what I'm responsible for is executing the agenda of my partner, the CEO, president, whoever that may be. And in order to do that effectively, I have to have a deep intimate relationship, trusting, safe, anticipating, right, understand what is important to them so I can execute on it. So for me, my mission and purpose is very simple and clear. Everything that I do is focused on powering those things, the union of the two, the two becoming the one. Stuff I'm reading, I'm practicing, I'm doing, is all ultimately pushing forward to support those things. If there's things that are not supportive of them and they're distractions, then I have to find a way to push them out. They're just distracting. Singular in purpose, simple, easy to understand, and for me, I live it. And I'm passionate about it. Some people might say fanatical. Um, I can get quite emotional about it. But when I s- ultimately when we have two people becoming the one, reuniting in, in a loving relationship or somebody securing a chief of staff job with a, a high level CEO, it's a beautiful thing and it usually brings a tear to my eye. That's my purpose and mission. Now for, for you, if you're climbing the mountain to become a better man or woman, a superior person, ultimately the core purpose or mission that you can singularly focus on is that if i'm climbing the mountain i have to become a superior man or woman in order to reunite or deepen a relationship with a loved one because you're not going to do it without moving forward and progressing up that mountain it's just not happening If you don't want to learn how to make your partner feel accepted, heard, acknowledged, understood, if you can't love them unconditionally, you're always going to be challenged (laughs) to to bring that relationship back together. That's just the way, that's just the laws of nature as I call it. All right. So a real simple model now, if I want to become the superior person and climb the mountain and the mountain is yourself. It's one of self-mastery. It's mastering yourself, controlling your, your, your inclinations and your, your having discipline to control yourself to do the right things, not reacting in anger, not reacting to try to control it, not acting out of anxiety or anxiousness, I'm not focused on distractions. Distractions are, again, other people... Outside of my own circle of influence that I can control myself I'm not spying I'm not looking what she's doing or what he's doing I'm focused on me. I'm observing and I'm aware of what my partner's energy is telling me absolutely But I'm focused on the right things so I'm gonna go through four kind of pillars that we kind of work with to say you know, there's four things I have to do to be really focused on achieving to becoming a superior person first and foremost I have to be free and loving and we have a podcast on free and loving if you want to get in deeper into that but free means I'm not manipulated or controlled my partner doesn't manipulate me not at all and because I'm free When I give them my love and I'm accepting of them and I acknowledge them and I hear them and I listen and they feel accepted, heard, acknowledged and supported, my love is powerful because I know it's not compromised by them manipulating me, right? That's the connection. If that's compromised and they know they can manipulate me and extort me, I will never succeed And making them feel accepted heard or acknowledged understood because they won't respect me (laughs) in any way shape or form so i'm free and loving and my compass points that way right free and loving compass says if i'm if i'm heading the right direction I, i worked so my partner can feel acknowledged heard understood accepted supported at a minimum and if my behaviors are aligned to that, my compass points due north in the right direction. Number two, I'm secure. And secure means I know that within the power of myself and becoming a free and loving individual. Sharing my gifts. Meaning, and also <laughs> meaning my, my partner, the person I love or whoever it may be, they, they can't blow out my torch just because they're being nasty or mean or distant my torch my my fire is lit I'm gonna be a positive free and loving person I am fully confident in the power of that to overcome all so I'm not worried about insecurities I'm not worried about who, who has she been seen forget about that it's irrelevant She's going to do what she's going to do. He's going to do what he's going to do. But you can you can shape and shift that <laughs> by what you do. Because if you're powerful and free and loving, it's like a powerful magnet. draws people to you. Third, I'm high value. And I'm high value because I focus on what creates attraction. We have a podcast on this if you want to listen to that. And it's P, S, and B, our three four elements to building attraction. P is your physical, your personality. There's things I can do every day to enhance my physical persona, my physical abilities. Um, I can work out, I can perfect skills. My personality I can improve. S, which is status, structure, so I can go to school, take classes, get a better job, expand my network of friends. I can write a book, become successful. All those things I guarantee will make you more attractive. And B, which is behavioral. Behavioral means I want to be free and loving. I want to not react like a Neanderthal man. and get angry when my partner's pulling away. I have to have total control over my emotions so that I can behave in the right ways to draw somebody towards me so they can have it have a deep sense of trust in me and emotionally safe with me so they can feel accepted, heard, acknowledged. Fourth is cunning. And cunning means I have patience, wisdom, and flair to pursue my goals and objectives. I don't react in anger or emotion or being hurt. I'm smart, patient, disciplined, controlled to achieve my objectives. I know that if My partner is doing something and they're lying to me. I don't call them out because it's not going to help me. It's going to worsen my situation. Especially with the feminine who's indirect, who doesn't want conflict. The red fox is a very cunning creature. One of the ways they hunt is they go lay down on a grassy hill in the sunlight. They're very patient. They slow their breathing down so that they look dead. They do it for hours. The vultures flying above eventually think the red fox is dead. The vulture flies down and of course is eaten by the red fox. That red fox is very clever and cunning to get that vulture out of the sky, isn't it? Now if that vulture, that red fox rather, can get the vulture out of the sky and hunt it as being as patient and clever as it is, certainly you can achieve the goals too that you're setting forth to conquer yourself. So I wanna be free and loving, secure, high value, cunning. Those are four key pillars. There's a lot of things that roll up into those that we talk about in our podcasts and our books and whatnot. But if I focus on those things and I have control of myself as a free and loving person, control of my emotions I can have mastery of myself I can climb that mountain that mountain is against myself nobody can stop me from being successful but guess who you so you look yourself in the mirror you don't make excuses you don't say her or him you say you and if you want to climb the mountain You give yourself that singular purpose of becoming that superior man or woman and do these things. That's a good starting place because for me, even if I want to, my mission is my purpose is the union of the two, the two becoming the one. I have to be a superior person, man. And I have to be able to share my positive gifts every day, regardless of the storms. Because if I don't, no one's going to want to work with me. All right, so we have generals, by the way, if you're focusing on these things and you're engineering yourself to be a better man or woman. I was talking to a client and he had a term for this was terraforming. (laughs) And terraforming is right out of the Superman movie, terraforming. That's what General Zod does to planet Earth, he tries to terraform it, re-engineer its environment. So we're terraforming we are terraforming ourselves by as biological creatures our hearts our minds our bodies we're terraforming them to become superior men and women the only person that can stop you from doing that mission that singular purpose is you thank you once again for listening to another episode of the climbing henge podcast Thank <laughs> you.